Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Finding Your Financial Voice podcast with me, your host, Anita R. Johnson. Where, and we want to thank all our faithful listeners, and we're glad that you are here. We got a fantastic show for you tonight. Fantastic, fantastic. I met this young lady, and we're in a group together, and I'm excited to introduce her uh, to you. But I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank everybody for the seasons, being faithful listeners, and going through the last four seasons with us. We're still in season four, and this is going to be episode four. And so I want to thank you. So our goal and mission always is to make sure that you learn things that you, financially so that you can start implementing them as soon as you hear this podcast or you go to the magazine that we have or any of those type of things. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. So I am got this great guest. We met in United Black Women, and I'm excited about her being here. She has some great information, and she's going to tell you how you, you, you can get on a show. What actually prompted her to start her own television network and so forth. So she is going to tell you all those good things. C.F. Jackson. How you doing, C.F. Jackson? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on this awesome show. I'm looking forward to chatting with you and seeing how it can be of value to those who tune it in today. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about you being here. Really, really excited about it. So let's just uh, get down to the very basics. And the very basic is why? Why did you decide to do this? How did you, how did you come to the decision to do this? And you know, what can you tell other women who want to, to kind of follow in having their own television show? Okay. Yeah. A whole bunch of questions and one first question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in the dice I do my best. I do my best. Okay. So leave me along the way. So why? So I grew up as the only child. So I grew up in Florida, originally from St. Petersburg, Florida. I'm here in Atlanta now. As a kid, as an only child, one of my escapisms was television. I've always had a mm-hmm. desire to be on TV. Now I don't know if I've been a good actress or anything like that, but I'm not sure if anybody else had had a desire to be on TV with their favorite actor or actress on the big screen in some fashion. So that was my escapism and still has been for quite some time. And so in 2003, I had wrote a novel titled Won't Be Denied. And literally when I first started the other storyline, because I woke up one Saturday morning, well, one Saturday from a nap, and I thought it would be a great film. And I never mm-hmm. woke up, it was never, but I'm going to say never. I woke up with a title and a synopsis, which is very rare to wake up with a clear title and a clear synopsis of what the storyline would be. And I was telling a friend, I said, this would be a great movie. And she said, oh, you should write a book. I said, I don't have time to write a book. But in 2003, I was on a mission to say, what is my purpose? Trying to find my purpose. And I sat there and I said, you know what? Get up and just do the darn thing. So it took about four to six months to write the novel. I enjoyed it. But like anybody else, an entrepreneur and being in business, it's all about now. It's not like, oh, build it and they would come. I had to market and promote the thing. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I, then I had all the Back then, too, you know, it was, a, it was frowned upon to have publishing on demand. You really mm-hmm. had to have physical books. So I had all these books in my house. So I said, I got to get my money back. So I invested in myself. I had to get the money back to pay back on that credit card, you know. Mm-hmm. And so here I was trying to get the word out to everybody. And like anything else, trying to get that exposure. 
And that's how I really fast forward to 2013 in between all that, we can cover everything else, but it's all about that exposure and doing it in a way that's very uh, affordable, that's easy, that's not just local, but that gives that people that credibility, leverage them in a different way. So I learned about the streaming world in 2013. Of course, through all this time, I'm doing YouTube like everybody else mm -hmm. and was struggling, wasn't getting the results. And when somebody said this whole streaming world and specifically Roku, I was like, wow, what is this thing? And I never heard of it. I go on to Google and I said, I've heard of Sony. Sony has one. No one probably even know that. Sony has a streaming platform. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Mm. Yeah. And I bought Sony because we all had a Sony Walkman, Boombox, VCR, something Sony. So I bought that one. Then I still was sitting there. I was complacent. And then six months later, friends said, you can get on this thing. And that was it. Roku was it. And I said, how can I help others get on this device and help them get me to a global audience? And it, it kind of went from there. But it's been, a, I mean, this little kid, single parent household, love TV, never thought in my own little work, I'd be my own version of an Oprah Winfrey and everybody else could be their own version of Oprah Winfrey as well. So that's my goal. <laughs> everybody in their own home. <laughs> everybody can be a, a, a Oprah Winfrey uh, whether it's whether it's on a large scale or a medium sized scale, exactly. And yeah, you know, it could be actually on television, so you can do whatever you want to do it, how you want to do it, and get paid. We have people advertise onto your channel and everything as well, so it's cool. Okay, cool. So t tell us how you know what is the process getting a show on your station. But it's, it's really simple. I look at it where most of the most people not to be overwhelmed. Your content, you can have something as little as 10, 10 15 minutes of some segment is showcasing you as the expert in authority. Okay. Let's say, for example, you want to do some about finance, say, for example, if you know that most of the people who come to you are struggling with X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. then discuss that. Have a sit, sit down and come out and script out several topics that you want to discuss. And then you create some videos. You can do that easily. We all have what we need in our homes today. We have our That's HD right. web cameras. We have our HD smartphones. We have even HD digital um, camcorders, you know, so you webcam, camcorders, or smartphones. And just find that place in your home or home office outside where you're not going to be distracted and make a commitment to record that. And once you record it, it looks good. Make sure there's no crazy stuff going on, you know, kids crying, dogs barking, and if it looks <laughs> sound good, then we can actually talk about, yeah, you can have your own time frame where you can submit four videos a month and we'll upload them and broadcast them on out of fine tv it really is that easy you have to be in a studio you don't need a massive budget or you don't need a massive team to record you it's taking the time to find the right space get the right lighting getting your right um content you want to put on there and go for it okay okay so you don't have to have content for every day you can have a show once a week yep that's it yep mm -hmm. that's yeah, so because some people uh, probably think, oh, I, it's just too hard because I have to have a content for for every every week to do a show to probably make an impact. I, I would. It depends on what the impact that they're trying to make. Yeah, You're right. You know, it's just like when I started the podcast, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do a pod, I'm gonna do something once a week. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Somebody said to me, no, that's not what you want to do. You want to start off once a month. And then if you, if that works, then, you know, maybe twice a month, but I know consistency and persistence brings the followers to, mm -hmm. to the person. So if, if someone is doing it once a month, um, once a week, mm -hmm. you think that's, a you know, have you seen it? How fast will they grow? 
and I, and I know that's not a um, probably not a fair question because everybody grows di- differently. But mm-hmm. an average on an average, how much would uh, some? How fast can someone grow? It it really it really depends because it's not just people. It's not just being on the actual device itself, but they got to do their legwork on the other side, as you know, the getting market. the word out that mm-hmm. they're there. Let mm-hmm. people know that they have a new piece of content that's streaming here. So it, it all depends on their legwork and how much they want to put into it. And it doesn't be a lot of work, but it's part of the consistency. Okay, I have a, if you're going to do it once a week, I'm going to drop to my subscribers and my email people or my platforms on social media that I have new content out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we also help in a way of putting it out there in terms of emailing our subscribers and hosting, you know, on our platforms. So it all depends on what they're committed and making sure that they do the part of getting the word out and driving people. Because if you do a post on pretty much, I say, if Facebook likely because it's more engaged there or even LinkedIn, and that's a question of how many people on your, in terms of your community of people you know, how many of them have a Roku player or Roku TV? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get, like most often, I've gotten about at least 60 70% of people have the device. So if you got those people, I mean, people, there come. So if you can constantly sit in there they, and they want to promote, they want to support people, they do. So it's all about that. So it, it all depends. I don't have a, a strong arm answer for you. It all depends on that person doing their due diligence. Mm-hmm. And the same for us, do not do diligence of getting the word out and letting people know that we have new content. Yeah, the marketing, the marketing, the marketing, the marketing. <laughs> the yeah. marketing, the marketing, the marketing. <laughs> yeah, it's the sharing, getting it yeah. out there, letting people yeah. know you're there, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You build it and would, you know, and sometimes in some essence, people, because people ask like, well, how would they find you on Roku compared to when they find you on YouTube? Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's similar to that, you know, because you Put it on YouTube and it's and it's, it's a freebie as a free freemium model, but the same thing you still gotta let, let people know that you have new posts that's on the YouTube. You still gotta do the same thing and driving people there, and it's no different when you're on another platform. So mm. people to the point where they think, okay, it's there and that's it, and then we do get subscribers all the time who, who signs up all the time. But it's all about doing the part you say marketing, promoting, and sharing, and creating that system that you're gonna drop that and let people know that you're there. Right. And let Right, right. Well, how many, uh, when you do have these shows on, is there a a tracking system of how many people are, and, and how many people are listening to your, or watching your show, uh, not only watching, being able to give feedback, actually get, and, and broken down by age, ethnicity, all of those kinds of things. Is that something that you provide to as well? Or is that an extra an added cost? That's included um, with Roku. So we don't have the per show broken down. Okay. We have the, well, we have the, we can see what the traffic comes to. We can see how long they've been there. We can get all that type of content, where they're coming from with that component. But overall, with the whole platform of Roku, they give the, the, the actual channel as a whole, for example, I Define TV, we get an overall breakdown of our demographics, demographics, gender, age, uh, education, and income. That's what it gives overall in terms of the actual channel. Then mm-hmm. we can also break down some nuances for your actual piece of content, you know, how, they, how long they've been there. Uh, we can get where they're coming from. They notice the countries and the cities and things of that nature. 
but we don't get that actual going all in for like, you know, like, what you call it? Uh, uh, you mentioned ethnicity. It'd be nice, but we don't get that broken down. And to okay. be clear, okay. mm-hmm. we're not at that point. We could do that when we bought into the Nielsen type of thing, whatever. But mm-hmm. that's a very hefty investment. And we're not at that level to do that yet, to do a heavy investment to be torn down that deep. So okay. a, that point would be lovely. But most mm-hmm. of the independents aren't doing that as of yet. Because we don't have any major advertisers or anything like okay. that. Okay. And how far is that off for, for you? Is that something that's a goal that, you, that you're that you going to do or not just yet? Not just yet. Because it, I mean, it is a happy monthly fee to do that to have Nielsen to go into the channel and really give all those get all that data for you so it's not like maybe a couple hundred dollars it's up there <laughs> <laughs> now now we now we talking about uh now we talking, we talking about abc nbc msnbc yeah. all of those kinds of things yes uh, yeah. uh, we're on a hulu level and then we're actually on the oprah winfrey level at that point <laughs> <laughs> But it is a goal to get to that point where we're able to get that deep. I would love to have that much because that means it's more eyes, more noting to what people are actually going through the channel. But I do, I can see where people are coming from, what it lead to, what the next thing they go to. I like to see all that movement, cities and states, how long. That in itself let me know that people are watching and they're finding it valuable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because, it, you know, I think, there's always a a starting point that people want want to get into, but TV is is not really an easy thing to do. Am I correct on that? Um, again, you come from, you come at well. You ask a question where when I when I learned about it, I was at a place where I just saw that so many over the years, starting from when I got into the entrepreneur world writing a book, then needed to sell these books, then having to create a website. And I was working hard to get on radio here in Atlanta, doing access TV here in, you know, in Atlanta market and then doing all the footwork. But then knowing that as I move along and I started helping other entrepreneurs with web development, email marketing, all these different things, then bottom line has always been about getting more exposure. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and getting in a way that's going to be attainable and at the same time having this folder too is giving you credibility because this right. thing I spoke at even saying I spoke at so-and-so college that gives you credibility that gives you more of a validating that someone else saw you valuable so I should bring you on to my school and here for example doing research initially you can I can for example somebody can pay $500 for a 30 minute segment just to be in the local market here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. $500 for a, a author or entrepreneur or startup, and you're only doing that one time. Not even yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's a lot. So I was like, when I yeah. thought about this, I was like, well, how can we make this even more easy and more affordable? And she's not only be local, but she's going to have a global reach United States, Canada, and the UK. So that was the mind about where how it could be a value add to people to where they can leverage it and at the same time i offer to people don't let it be where you don't you can offer sponsors and advertisers for your segment mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's no return on me i don't ask for a cut of that that's all you how can you monetize it and make it a win-win yeah win yeah definitely yeah you know one of the things that um you know even doing the podcast 
that like I'm doing now, mm -hmm. it, you really we re you really have to get out there and start advertising, marketing, or networking with people to get you to get the the advertisers. Is mm -hmm. that something that you may help somebody with, or you may not, or you send them to some place to say, "Hey, look at this person. We got a person that we maybe partner with to do that kind of stuff." Um, initially, that was part of the goal, and it was going to be something where it, it's, I don't know, was it something that everyone wanted to do to make it worth, I mean, to be transparent, to make it right. worth the cost effectiveness. I know for myself, the, the low hanging fruit are those who are already part of your, 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 your collective. Mm -hmm. So you can have somebody, you can reach out and say, oh, I have a show on so-and-so who wants to have a, a short advertisement or something, 10, 15 minutes, whatever. Now we can help create it for them if they want to. That's something we can help that. But you can reach out to your your community of people and say you got to figure out what your dollar amount will be, mm -hmm. what your returns you want to have on it. But hey, you want to be a advertiser on my show for a hundred dollars for you know for a month? You'd be amazed. I remember long long time ago. I mean, I was um before I even knew anything. Pretty much, I was going. I had got um invited to speak at this writers um event in Vegas, and part of my um. I guess we say what honorarium was they give they gave me a hotel to stay in, but I had to get my own flight out there. Mm -hmm. I am on LinkedIn. I was in a group, and what I said was, "I'm going to be speaking at this event with all these writers and all these authors. Who wants to be put in front of these people? I'm going to have a table, mm -hmm. put your stuff in front of these people, mm -hmm. and I set up a dollar amount of how much I was going to that I was charging, mm -hmm. and I they shipped all this stuff to me, and that paid for my airfare." Isn't that something? Yeah. <laughs> so you go on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and there was doing my part. Uh -huh. then, you know, here's the editor. Here's the person who does this, and I was shuffling, putting them, putting their stuff out there. But that's the. I think people go over the top, but like you already have a, a collective of people who already have a know, like, and trusting in you. Why not connect with those who are just like yourself, a small business owner who wants that exposure? And may not, and they they have a hundred dollars for a one time ads, uh -huh. something like that on your show, you know, okay. like that. Okay, that's what okay. I advise all the time: reach into your collective people who are like you and want to support you, and say, "Oh, I got a hundred dollars! Yay! I can be on her advertiser for her show." Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that is just like a that's just the bomb dot com right there. Just it. Just it. <laughs> Yeah, you have to learn how to monetize. As entrepreneurs, we have to learn how to monetize everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody who's in your collective, everybody who's in your reach, you just never know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, you know, this is Anita Johnson from Finding Your Financial Voice podcast, and I am talking with C.F. Jackson. Miss Jackson caught me nasty if you're Miss Jackson. How that, I don't even know how that works. <laughs> I don't even know. I didn't. I didn't messed it up. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and she saw. She has a network that's on Roku, if I'm not mistaken, and she can help you bring your your gifts, your whatever, whatever. If you have a desire to be on television. And we, we're not talking to MSNBC, ABC just yet, okay? Mm -hmm. If you have that desire, she can help you bring your television show to uh, to the light. 
to the light and help you start small and become bigger. <laughs> so, yes, definitely. Just So do you have any advice for anybody that is seeking to do that? Yeah, I mean, pretty much my starting advice, if you're not creating videos, to start creating video. Okay. Um, that's the main thing, because like you're saying, we are here to provide information to people, but I see people all the time who get kind of stuck. I do um, a presentation where one of the things that people are holding back is they get caught when it comes to video. They get caught in the spell of they don't like the way they sound, the way they look, they're hesitant about what kind of equipment and all that kind of stuff. But you linger behind because of the fact that people who know who need what you have don't get to see it or hear it because of the fact that you're stuck in this world of I am this or that. Mm. And, you know, I can say for myself, when I wrote my book, and I've always had as well, I'll say always, because I've always had the challenge at times, I'll say, was that I my rate of speech. And I've had that since a kid. But I could allow that to be my my barrier to never really getting the word out about the book, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and I would have could have been my barrier of not being in front of, I mean, I'm gonna say this having I Define TV has put me in places that I would have never, never thought I would have been. Mm. It's put me in front of people I've only admired on television. I've had a, the, the pleasure of interviewing Sherry Shepard. I mean, oh, I was yeah, that's great. Mm. You know, Romney Malco. I love Romney Malco from, you know, from all the different, he worked, um, Think Like a Woman, whatever that shit, movie he was in. And he was on this awesome TV show on ABC and uh, Regina Hall and I mean, even C.T. Vivian, the activist, and it's put me in places that you would never think, even imagine, because of the thing that media is where we are. So that's what I advise people to think of themselves as something's growing into something that's going to put you somewhere. It gives you an open avenue to where at that point, people start inviting me to things because of I Define TV. So if you think about where you want it or you are, and you get there, some things just flow to you effortlessly. You know, so that's the prime example of starting where you are, growing to it and saying, OK, how can we help you? We can gauge you in terms of what kind of equipment you need, the lighting, just keeping it simple. My mission is keeping it simple. Don't overthink it. Mm. I've spoken mm. to those who have teeth. I mean, I spoke to household names and they still thinking big. They need a whole production. Like, yo, you at the house. You don't need all that. We're not at the at Paramount Studios. Come on back. We know we not on South Paris Studio. We right here at the house. Have your own stuff at the house and keep it simple. You don't need all that. You ain't no, no makeup crew. No, you ain't no glam squad. <laughs> you. <laughs> I love you. So just keep it simple, okay? Yes. Just have keep fun it with simple. it. I love it. I love it. Well, we want to thank you for <laughs> coming and speaking with us today. And again, you know, my name is Anita Johnson, and I am your host of Finding Your Financial Voice. And this is a podcast that gives you sound financial tips that can help you, that you can implement immediately so that you can leave a legacy for your family. And I don't know what a better way to leave a legacy for your family is to have your own television show. And uh, Ms. Jackson has helped us through that. Now, if you like me, I love the old classics. These guys are old, are dead and gone. And I'm still watching them black and white, you know. And <laughs> I like me some Perry Mason. I know, oh, I know. I love me some Perry Mason. <laughs> some Mission Impossible. All mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff, right? And so these guys have 
are are gone. They're black. The, the, everything is in black and white. But these guys are still. Their legacy is that their family still gets the royalties off of these shows. And this is a start. Where what Miss Jackson will help you do is help you start where you want to be later and 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 have that legacy for your family. Yeah, I concur. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it um, really is. It's, it's, it's your legacy that no one can take. It. And one thing I that's true. Yeah, yeah. I remember my mother told me, get your education because nobody can take that from you. Yeah. No matter what. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I like yeah. it. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you, Ms. Jackson. I hope that you have a wonderful day. Thank you for sharing and being here with Finding Your Financial Voice podcast. And we hope to see you soon.